even if you are going to end up on medication, you still need to go through this process because you'll find yourself in that vicious cycle of rolling medication, which is the right one, which works for the body, then constantly getting new symptoms and then needing to up the dose constantly because the body is in a state of dysfunction. So you need to get the body out of that state of dysfunction before you go down the path of medication. ADHD is a topic that deserves our attention and it deserves even more attention as the numbers and the percentages of kids and adults struggling with ADHD rise year after year after year. Our guest today, Donna Kay, has a lot of personal experience with ADHD. She originally hails from Australia. You're going to love her accent. I could just listen to her all day long. I love hanging out with her, but not only because of the accent. She now lives in the Washington state area in the United States. So she's definitely, you know, a foot in both worlds, but she does very important work, very, very important work with families and does such good in the world. Donna Kay did not start out in the world of health. In fact, she left corporate America because of her own son, being so hard on the struggle bus with ADHD. She is now a board-certified holistic health practitioner and the founder of Our Road to Thrive and the creator of the ADHD Thrive Method for Kids program. She is a super fantastic podcaster as well, but most importantly, she is the mom of a son with ADHD, which means she's walked in the same shoes as the families she helps. You see, by the time her son's doctor was suggesting the force medication, which was basically to try to take care of the symptoms the other three medications were causing, she was done. She knew she couldn't keep going down that same path. She knew there had to be a better way. Her son was little. So she left her job. She embarked on a journey to find more natural alternatives to help reduce her son's ADHD symptoms. And my friends, here is the good news. Today, her son is thriving. He is completely off medication. And because she walked this long, hard journey and had years of education, Donna has developed a passion to help other families struggling with the same issues she went through. I love this quote that she says, I do what I do because it was so extremely difficult for me. It just doesn't need to be that hard for other people. Let's jump right in. So tell me about some of these eureka moments. And like, you're definitely an expert on ADHD, but this was not your first career. <laughs> it certainly wasn't, believe it or not. And I get a bit embarrassed saying it. I was actually an accountant. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> Mom's the word. I know. And I was completely removed from the health and wellness space. And, you know, I plan to continue as a little child. All I wanted to be was a business person. And so, you know, I went into university and that's what I did. And, you know, I don't, I don't think that the concerns over my son's health had grown as much as they did, that I would be doing what I'm doing right now. But I honestly could not imagine doing anything different. Now you know how it feels to really, really love your job. I'm sure you loved your job before. But to see lives transform. And I mean, what were... Obviously, that fourth medication, like, was that the moment that everything turned around? But, like, what happened in your mind? Yeah. So, uh, his tantrums became sort of more dramatic and his energy seemed so much higher than every other child. And, and my gut told me that there was something missing. And so, that's, you know, went and got a diagnosis for him. Mm. And his tantrums got so severe and his teachers started noticing the difference as well. And 
So he was diagnosed with ADHD and he was immediately put onto medication. So the doctor literally just handed me that prescription when he got that diagnosis. Nothing else, no explanation, no thought of anything else to try other than that prescription. And honestly, at first, I really felt relieved, uh, thinking we were finally getting the help that we needed. Yeah. How old was he, by the way? He was four. Oh, he was teeny. Oh, poor baby. Poor mama. Okay, I know, I know. And I think back and I'm like, I get embarrassed that I put my son on medication at that age, but I honestly just didn't know what else to do. And I did feel relieved thinking we were, you know, finally getting the help that we needed. But then his dosage increased. The side effects became worse and worse. His doctor prescribed another medicine to counteract the side effects of the others. And this continued until my little baby boy was, you know, on three medications and then the doctor handed me that fourth medication. And when he handed me that prescription, that was when my career path completely changed. And, you know, I was like, this is not okay. This is not okay that I'm giving my four-year-old this medication. And that's when I started diving, diving, diving deep and I began learning about how food can affect so many aspects of our lives. And once I learned about the importance of food on behavior, I honestly couldn't keep this information to myself (laughs) and I had to start shouting it from the rooftops. But I went through, you know, I went and did a degree in holistic health science. I did, you know, multiple specific certifications in this particular area for kids with ADHD and anxiety. And my son was kind of like a guinea pig, (laughs) but, um, you know, when I started making these changes and his symptoms started to reduce, it just fueled me harder and harder and made me want to, you know, just dive deep. And I spent like years and years reading and educating myself and trying different things. But as I said, and, you know, as you said earlier, when you were introducing me, It was so extremely difficult for me to get to where I am today and to help my son. I just didn't want anyone else to have to go through those struggles that my family went through. And really, that's what even fueled me even further. Yeah. And two things jump out at me with your story, Donna. And one is that most people, when they're struggling and they're not getting the help they need from, you know, traditional medical doctors, conventional medical doctors, They think, I just want to find someone to help me. I want to find someone to fix this. And you were like, I'm going to reinvent myself to be the one to fix it, which is incredible. Like that is an incredible passion and dedication, which is why all the families you work with are so blessed to have you on their team. The second thing is, my goodness, I believe you just said that he was still four when the fourth prescription was handed you. So the rate at which the prescriptions piled up, like in less than a year for real. Oh, totally. Less than a year. I actually should go back and have a look. I don't even know if I've got those records anymore. I think I burnt them. But, you know, it just happened so quickly. You know, at first it was like, wow, this is great. But it just snowballed. It was this snowball effect. And it's not that the first one didn't work, right? The first one actually didn't help the symptoms. Yeah, it did. It did. And I remember like the first day that he had the medication, he was there playing quietly in his room. And I was like, hold on, is this what it's like to have a normal child? And I was like, this is amazing. But it really didn't last long. And, you know, as it got more and more, he would have these meltdowns at the end of the day because he was coming off strong drugs. And it was awful. And it was this vicious cycle. And you just trust what you're told. And 
I just didn't have that person where I could go, just tell me what to do, please. That's all I want. Back then, especially, it was harder to find. It's still kind of hard to find it is. the right people who have sort of the right vision. But I've heard a few stories just in the past month of kids with an ADHD diagnosis saying the medication is amazing at first. So relief is absolutely the right word. Don't feel guilty about that. I heard you say another word, and I've got to pick that one a little bit. You said ADHD and anxiety. What's the relation there? It's surprising how many kids with ADHD also have anxiety. And I'm not going to dive into this yet because I'm sure we will get into it in a little bit. But you know, the gut-brain connection and all the hormones and the neurotransmitters and everything there, a lot of the time they come together. But for him, his anxiety didn't come before we had the medication. The anxiety actually came as a symptom from the medication. So he just became a shell of himself. And he's such an outgoing child and he never had issues going to new places or things like that. But all of a sudden, he didn't want to go to school. He didn't want to go to new places. He didn't want to meet new people. And that just wasn't him. No, when you lose your child in a different way, in a different tragic way than to ADHD, it's not a good trade-off and no longer a relief for sure. So actually, that was my next question was you talked about food being sort of your eureka moment, which means you know ADHD is in the brain. Food is in the gut. Let's dive in. Let's talk about the connection between gut health and the brain. Yep, really good one. So most people don't realize how connected the gut is to the rest of the body. A person's gut health is quite literally connected to everything that occurs in the body. And 80% of the body's entire immune system is within the gut wall, along with billions and billions of nerve cells and an extensive amount of like really good bacteria, but 90 to 95% of the body's serotonin and 50% of the body's dopamine is produced in the gut. And these neurotransmitters or hormones are the ones that help manage emotions and balance our mood, okay? And so if our gut is not functioning well, you can understand that we aren't able to manage our emotions. But The gut-brain connection, there is a very close connection between the gut and the brain. And one of the first signs of disconnect in a brain is a gut that's not functioning well. And that's because there's that two-way communication between the two. And one of the main areas that is connected with the gut and the brain is the frontal lobe. And the frontal lobe is involved in things like attention and focus and executive function and planning and organizing, which are common symptoms of ADHD. So, ensuring that the gut is functioning well is critical to the brain functioning well as well. But then you come back to food, okay, we need to eat the right foods to make sure our gut functions well. So, what kinds of foods are neuroprotective then? There is a lot of foods that are neuroprotective, but for me to start It's really about focusing on the foods that are going to reduce inflammation in the body because there are so many foods that actually create inflammation. And when you've got inflammation, you can have a breakdown of the lining of the gut. And so, you know, the biggest tip that we go forward and we suggest with families is if we want to heal the gut, we have to reduce the inflammation. And the biggest culprits for that inflammation are gluten, dairy, and soy. And these three top foods, inflammatory foods that we eat, 
they create inflammation in the gut and causes these symptoms we feel everywhere in our body. So I asked the wrong question. You can put good foods in, but putting good foods into a damaged, inflamed gut is like sprinkling cleaner spray on a really dirty countertop. It's not going to help. You got to fix the problem first. Exactly. If we're still pounding our body with these inflammatory foods, anything else that we do is not going to work. I've got so many families that ask me questions, oh, what supplement should I take to help with his ADHD? Or, you know, what food should I be feeding? And I say that diet is the foundation of everything that we're doing. You know, it's like when you're building a house, a solid foundation, it's not optional. It's like a necessity. And if you don't have that solid foundation, that house isn't going to be very strong. And it's the same way with our bodies. Diet is the foundation of our health. And if our diet is poor, we can never function to our best. And so, uh, if that gut is broken down, which most of the time it is, and I have worked with close to a thousand families and, you know, I've seen lab results, I've seen this in action. And, you know, in order to get the gut functioning, you've got to take out the foods that are creating the inflammation and then you've got to feed the body, feed the brain, feed the gut. Oh, so well said. You guys, these are knowledge bombs. These are truth bombs. Okay. And if it sounds a little scary, just sit with it for a while, right? Because it does sound scary to cut out dairy, gluten, and soy. Oh, it does. What do you tell parents to motivate them to make that pretty big change? Yeah, look, it's a great question. I think, you know, when they hear, oh my gosh, gluten, dairy, and soy, it's so overwhelming. And I totally understand. I did it by myself. The best thing that you can do is really follow a step-by-step approach. Rome was not built in a day. You do not need to do this in one day, okay? You need to give yourself permission to take things slow. And if that means one change a week or one change every two weeks, that's okay. You want this to be, you know, sustainable. You want it to be as easy as possible. And if you're going to dive in and take everything out in day one, not only is it going to be super difficult for you, but also for your child because the child will need to go through some sort of mourning process as well because all the things that they know and love in food are probably going to be taken away from them. But we don't take it all away. We replace it with better alternatives and you don't want to deprive them. They're still kids. And so everything that I teach in my program is how to do this in a very slow, steady you know, step-by-step process, but at the same time, not depriving them because, you know, you don't want them to revolt and go, well, I'm not doing this. Yeah. Excellent. That's so important. Now, obviously your son is now off of meds. How old is he now, by the way? He is 12. He's in middle school. He's doing amazing. I was thinking he might even be older. So eight years. Yeah. In reality, like that is a long time, but it's not that long of a time. Such good success. Now, diet, huge. You called it the foundation. Yes. But is there a place for parents who still like aren't anti-conventional medicine? Can you do dietary changes, but still keep that prescription? Yeah, totally. A thousand percent. So, I did a fellowship under Dr. Greenblatt and he wrote the book, Finally Focus, and he is a psychiatrist. And psychiatrists are trained to prescribe medication. Right. But he takes a very holistic approach to psychiatry. And he says that 
Just a super quick interruption. You're a parent, so I know you're used to those. I wanted to make sure that you knew what we do here at Kids Cook Real Food. The name does kind of give it away. We teach kids to cook real food. Yes, here at the Healthy Parenting Handbook, I'm all about building your toolbox as a parent to raise healthy, independent adults. But at Kids Cook Real Food, I'm all about building your child's toolbox of basic cooking skills. We build over 30 basic cooking skills in our e-course for kids ages two to teen. When your kids have a toolbox full of skills, they can make any recipe they come across. This is not about knowing recipes. This is about building a great relationship with food and building the skills they need to access real food their entire lives. Be sure to go to kidscookrealfood.com and grab the freebie we've always got on the homepage. Even if you are going to end up on medication, you still need to go through this process because you'll find yourself in that vicious cycle of trolling medication, which is the right one, which works for the body, then constantly getting new symptoms and then needing to up the dose constantly because the body is in a state of dysfunction. So you need to get the body out of that state of dysfunction before you go down the path of medication. And you will find that if you do need that medication, that's okay, but your body will probably be able to do it on a smaller dose and not have as many side effects as it would probably have if you don't go down this path. So no matter what, and I can tell you what I teach and what I preach, it's not just aligned with ADHD. It helps everyone. You know, I've got families that do this together for their child in the program and the parents are just amazed at how much they feel better, how much all of a sudden their cholesterol has dropped into normal ranges. I had one mum who really, really bad hip inflammation and there were days she couldn't get out of bed. She couldn't walk up her stairs in her house and she was waiting for the doctor's appointment to give her medication to help that and to also find out the source of the inflammation. So anyway, I think 10 weeks into my program, the doctor rang and said, we've got an appointment for you. And she's like, I don't need to come anymore. Pain's gone. The inflammation has reduced so much and I don't need to come anymore. And that was all because we removed the top three inflammatory foods and we started feeding her body. Her pain's gone. So I talk about ADHD, but everything that I'm talking about today can help most people. So yeah, as I said, even if they end up in medication, it's better that their body is in that state of optimum health to be able to handle that. But I would say about 15% of the families that I work with, probably 15% of those kids have true ADHD, which is such a small amount when you think about how many kids are actually diagnosed with it. So, if 15% of those ones diagnosed with it, then it's such a smaller amount than that 6 million out there in the US right now. So, you've got to get that body, you've got to look at that body and see what dysfunction in that body is happening to really exacerbate these symptoms. And are these symptoms even there if we're able to really get to those hidden stresses inside that body that are contributing to those symptoms? As an incredible story, not able to get out of bed and then just changing the diet 10 weeks, that is not very long. Whatever prescription the doctor would have given her would have just covered that over, would have just been a Band-Aid. It's a Band-Aid. And then, okay, so now I got to do some math here, 15%. If that number in your community extrapolates, right, to the 6 million, that's less than a million 
My guess is it's even less than that because the people who are coming to you are like at wit's end. You know, they probably don't have like a real light <laughs> case of ADHD. My guess is those light cases are just an inflamed gut, wouldn't you think? I 100% agree. And I'm only one person. I know there are a couple out there like me, but as you said, it's so hard to find that person just to guide you in the right way. But honestly, going through it, I know how hard it is to have a child with ADHD. I know how much pressure this puts on the whole family. And all I would want to do when that was happening is just, I really didn't like my son. I loved him, but I didn't like him. But I love him. He's an amazing child. You know, all of those symptoms were coming up from a state of inflammation. And so, uh, I really want to get out there to as many people as possible. It's not about working with me, but I've been where these families are and there is hope. There is a path forward. It doesn't have to be medication, but if you end up there, that's okay. I'm not against medication, but to be constantly pounding the body with new medications, treating symptoms of other medications, increasing the dose, it's not okay. Yeah, that's a slippery slope that I think most of us here don't like the sound of. And your balance and your approach and the grace you give parents is so beautiful. I mean, you were an island. I don't feel like you had a lot of support, but I know that you give a lot of support. So talk about the role that support for families plays in healing and tell us about your free Facebook group because that is an amazing resource. Yeah, look, I think, you know, and as I was saying, it is like being on an island. It is a lonely place. And having that support around you, and I'm actually going to go for an example today. I had a group coaching call today with inside my program and a lady was on there and she's like, I've had just such a tough week this week. And I said, talk to me about it. And she said, you know, we've been gluten-free, dairy-free for two weeks. And my daughter's never really had lots and lots of meltdowns, but this week she's had the most mammoth meltdowns, and I just don't know what's going on. And, you know, maybe this is not the right path for me. And I said, okay, I want you to stop. I want you to breathe. And what I'm going to tell you right now is most likely she's going through gluten detox, okay? And gluten detox probably happens to maybe about 50% of the kids that we work with, but you can develop these antibodies against gluten called glutamorphin and protonorphin. And if you've got these antibodies in your body and you go on a gluten-free diet, you can have severe neurochemical reactions to going on a gluten-free diet. Things like depression, anxiety, brain fog, anger. You can have be tired. There are so many things that can happen. Anyway, that's probably what's happening right now. And so I said that this is the point where families that go off and do it on their own, if they got to this point and had the gluten detox, would go, oh, Obviously, gluten's not an issue for my child. The symptoms are worse. But I said, you've got to hang in there because I can tell you right now, it's actually really good that she's going through this because you know that you're going to come through it in a few weeks. It only takes a couple of weeks to get through it. And once you do, all of a sudden, you have a changed child. My son, within two weeks of going gluten-free, was a different child. So, not only having that support and someone there to help you and say, hang in there. It's going to be okay. We'll help her move forward. And she's like, I'm so glad I came on this call today. I would have just thrown up my hands and given up. So, 
I'm just constantly amazed by the success of the families that I work with. And when you remove those inflammatory foods and you really feed the body and replace them with those whole micronutrient-rich foods, they see those changes sometimes, you know, within weeks. But knowing the journey is hard. If you've never gone through that, it's hard. So, having that support system around you, but not only from a professional, but from other families that are going through this, the best thing about my program, but also my free Facebook group, which I know that you mentioned, is that we've got people on these group coaching calls that have been working with me for 12 weeks. We've got other ones just starting out. When those ones that start talking that have been there for 12 weeks and going, oh, I got the best My child had parent-teacher interview last week and I've never had a good parent-teacher interview until now. When a family just starting out hears that, think about what that does to their motivation. Having people surround you that are going through it or, you know, when you're having a bad day, talking to a group of people that understand, it changes your whole journey. So, we do have a free Facebook group for families that have kids with ADHD. It's called the ADHD Parent Nutrition Support Group. And it's on Facebook and I'm in there a couple of times a week doing free trainings, but it's not just about what I provide in there. It's the support from all the other families that are going through exactly what most likely you're going through or Joey over there is going through. And so, you don't feel like you're on that island. You feel like you're around other people that can encourage you and motivate you and help you realize that you're on the right journey. What a beautiful resource, really. And thank you for serving by creating that community for free, right? There's always someone, not everyone will have the same experience. That's the whole point. But there's always someone who's going to be where you've been or where you're going. And yeah, what a beautiful way to serve. And thank you for blessing our community just with that information about basically gluten withdrawal, going off gluten like that. That little fact nugget alone may change lives just from listening to this interview. So thank you so very much for sharing that. I'd love to talk briefly as we get close to the close here about kids in the kitchen. Obviously, you know, that's what we love to see here at Kids Cook Real Food. How do you look at life skills and chores and kitchen work as kind of playing a role in a child taking back control from their ADHD? I think it is such an important aspect of everything. It's this holistic approach, isn't it? It's not just about the food. It's not just about the supplements. It's this holistic approach. And one huge secret we share with our families is that when kids help in the kitchen, they are more likely to eat the foods they help cook. And I'm sure, Katie, that you probably say that quite often in everything that you teach. And so, one strategy to help children eat more healthy foods is to get them involved in both choosing healthier meals and preparing those meals. So, I couldn't agree with you more. But also like chores and things like that, you're building executive functioning. One of the symptoms of ADHD is a lack of executive functioning. So, uh, learning these life skills, getting them involved in chores and getting them involved in the kitchen is not only going to help them build those skills, but it's also going to uh, make them buy into this whole process. And We are just building out a kids course where we're actually teaching kids, you know, why they're going through this process because, you know, a lot of the time the parents are just saying, you're going on a gluten-free, dairy-free diet, okay? And the kids are like, well, what do you mean? Why? Like, I don't understand. So, we're building out a course for kids to understand why they're doing this. 
but we're going to be having a very special guest on there. And I'm super excited because Katie is going to do a little bit of a a little bit of a cooking training for our kids as well. So I'm very, very excited about that. I cannot wait to see and experience that course. Possibly by the time people are actually listening to this interview live, that course will be finished. There's a bit of a time lapse here. So that's exciting. We will link to it if it's live. We will link to it as soon as it is live if you're listening to this, you know, in the future. I love that. So they were thinking about like if the prefrontal lobe is the weak part that's affected by this gut inflammation, it would make sense to exercise that muscle, right? To build the prefrontal lobe and do skills that take executive functioning. And I love that. I love that. That's your quote of the day is chores build executive functioning. Oh, I love that too. (laughs) You said it. You didn't even know it. So your stories have been amazing. Your community is amazing. I know that your program is literally a godsend for so many families. So let's leave parents here with a message of hope. So if you can encourage parents in some way, what do you want people to remember? I think I would want them to know that there is hope, okay? So many parents feel trapped, like nothing they ever do makes one bit of difference for their neurodiverse child. I have seen it in my own family with my own son, and I've seen it in close to 1,000 other families that I have worked with. Hope is possible. Peace is possible. No matter how stuck you might feel today, there is hope for a better tomorrow. My son was at his worst, and I remember one incident he wanted to eat some food at Costco before he had paid for it and I wouldn't let him. And he threw himself on the floor and thrashed around all while pitching the biggest fit I have ever seen. And I was mortified. People were staring at me. I even had one lady whisper under her breath, seriously, get your kid under control. And I felt my face burning and I knew the tears like were literally only a minute away. My son kicked one more time and hit a jar of spaghetti sauce. And it shattered the jar, causing the sauce to go flying everywhere. And I was so embarrassed. And after that incident, I felt completely desperate, but also so utterly hopeless. I don't know how everyone listening is feeling today, but if you're feeling like that, like what I just described, please know that change is possible. Hope is possible and you have peace in your home. If you've got a child that has ADHD or any other neurodiverse disorders as well, hope is possible. Thank you for that. I know that was a balm to many parents' souls. And also, of course, friendly neighborhood reminder, if you see the parent in the store with the child having the meltdown, oh, give them grace, right? Just do the whisper, but say, I know it's hard. You're doing okay. (laughs) Oh, I can't even imagine. I'm getting choked up, Donna. I am so tickled that you're here and I'm honored that you blessed us with your presence and your story is inspiring. Your story is full of hope. And I know that a lot of parents are really going to start making some changes and start grasping that hope instead of despair today. So thank you so very much for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Katie. And just to everyone out there, it's going to be okay. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the interview. I hope your brain feels fed and your heart feels full. We are all parents on the same journey, just trying to raise healthy, independent adults. Next time you think, man, there's no handbook for this job. Now there is. Look up the Healthy Parenting Handbook wherever you listen to your podcast. Please leave a review as that helps other people find the goodness that we share here. And of course, subscribe. 
You can also look for our shorts as a reel on Instagram at Kids Cook Real Food. Hit that heart and share those with your friends and subscribe to the Healthy Parenting Handbook Shorts channel on YouTube.